0: thank you so much for coming up here and letting me tell you a story. Now, you, some of you guys know this. I teach the cubbies. Those are the little guys in uh, Iwana, in But I also go a couple times a month to each of the different classes down at Little Lamb, and I tell the kids a story. And who knows what book this is? Tell me. It's the Bible, right? And this is God's Word. And this book filled with stories and poetry and history, and everything in this book is true. Now, you guys sometimes do stories, right? You listen to stories that are make-believe, but all the stories in the Bible are true. And I'm going to tell you one today by, about a man named Zacchaeus. You probably know this story. Do you, do you know the story of Zacchaeus? Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, can you say Zacchaeus? Let's hear you say Zacchaeus. Oh, that's not loud enough. They didn't hear you. Oh, that's good. Zacchaeus, right? And these guys out here probably know the story, but they don't know it quite the way we're going to tell it because you guys are going to help me tell the story. Now, Zacchaeus lived back in the days when Jesus walked the earth. And he was not a very popular guy. He did not have, oh, thank you for coming up here. Yes. He didn't have very many friends, he was a tax collector. Now, that meant he took money from people and he gave it to the government. So I'm going to pretend to be Zacchaeus here, and I'm going to give you some money to pretend like you're putting it in there. Put some money in there, right? Put some money in there, right? So Zacchaeus took that money, and he's supposed to give it to the government. He did something else. He said, well, give
1: me
0: more money. Give me more money. Give me more money. Right? And he took that money, and he took some of it, and he put it in his pocket. Right? He stole that money from the people. And then he gave the rest to the government. And so he was not liked by people very much at all. Well, one day everyone heard some special news. Someone was coming to their town. Do you know who it was? Jesus. That's exactly right. And everybody was excited and they wanted to see Jesus. So they all lined up along the road. So it's like you've got Right? And I'm on this side of the road, and we're all watching for Jesus. So I want you to help me through this story. And when I do something, I want you to do it. So we're standing there, and we're looking for Jesus. You guys looking for Jesus? you got to put your hand up here and look down there. Is that Jesus down there? Oh, no, that's a guy and his donkey. Jesus still isn't here, but we keep looking. And all of a sudden, we see Jesus, right? And he's walking with his disciples, and he's smiling, and he's talking, and he's laughing, and they're having a good time, and they're coming. Well, someone else was there. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It'll probably be all right. So anyway, someone else was there who wanted to see Jesus too, and it was Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus was a short guy, and he's behind everybody, and he can't see him. So he runs down this way. So everybody run this way? And he gets down here, and he stands on his tippy toes, and he, can't, and he jumps, but he still can't see. So he runs back the other way, Right? And he gets down here and he stands on his tippy toes and he can't see. And he jumps and he still can't see. And so he starts to try to elbow his way up into the crowd. The people saw that it was Zacchaeus and they didn't like him, so they just elbowed him back and pushed him back. And poor Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus. So you know what he did? He got an idea. And he ran ahead, and he found a tree, a sycamore fig tree, right? And he thought, I can climb up in that tree, and when Jesus gets there, I'll be able to see him. Now, you can see that tree. Even an old guy like me could probably climb that tree. So Zacchaeus climbs up in the tree, right? So he... He reaches up and he grabs a hold of a branch and he puts his foot up and he pulls himself up and he reaches way up and he gets another branch and he pulls himself up and he gets to a right place to sit and he hugs the tree and he watches for Jesus and so Jesus is coming and all the crowd as he passes by they kind of close in and they're following Jesus and he gets to the tree and do you know what Jesus did? He looked up And he said, Zacchaeus, say Zacchaeus. You come down here for I'm going to your house today. Can we say that all once like Zacchaeus, you come down here for I'm going to your house today? Can you do that? We'll do it. (laughs) Zacchaeus, you come down here for I'm going to your house today. And so Zacchaeus came down, and they went to Zacchaeus' house, and they ate. You hungry? Don't you want to eat? (laughs) And they drank, and they had a good time. And everybody was really happy. Well, not everybody, because there were some people who didn't like it. And they were mad, and you could tell because they had their hands on their hips. And they had a mean look on their face, a sad look, a mad look. Can you do that? Or you're laughing. You can't do it when you're laughing, can you? But they weren't happy because they thought nobody should be Zacchaeus' friend. But You know something happened to him? His heart was changed. And he became a very nice man. And he said, I'm going to give half of everything I own to the poor. And if I've ever taken anything from someone I shouldn't have, I'll give them back seven times as much. And Zacchaeus became a Christian that day. He trusted Jesus. And you know what? We may not be as bad as Zacchaeus, but we've all done bad things. Can I get you guys to look at me for a Well, that's my story about Zacchaeus. Did you like my story? Did you? Now, those of you who have had me before, you know I do something before I finish my story. I tell the story, and then I do one more thing. We pray. So I want you guys to pray with me. Here's how I want you to do it. I want you to take one hand and raise it right up here, and then raise the other one hand. Now, wave with just one hand to everybody out there. Okay, stop waving. Wave with the other hand. Okay, good. Stop waving. Wave with both hands. Make them alternate. (laughs) All right, now bring one down here. One down here. Put them together. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Dear Jesus, it's my prayer for every boy and girl that's here today and everybody that's here today that they would trust you as their Savior. And we pray that you would take care of our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more thing before I let you sit down. I always ask my kids to say amen together with me. And there's a lot of people out there, so we're going to say it as loud as we can. Okay? On the count of three. So we count the three together and say amen as loud as we can. You ready? You get it? You know what we're doing? Ready? One, two, three. Amen. That wasn't very loud. I'll try it again. One. Two, three. Well, that was better. I think you must be embarrassed. All right, guys, stay right where you are. Miss Jean. You know this song? You, got, you, you know this song? You got music? Oh, you got music with the Oh, I was just going to sing it. <laughs> Go ahead, she has music. Ready? You know this one? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus? You come down, I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. He was a wee little man, wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. There! Guys, one more thing before you go. One more thing Special, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. this is sin, right? And this is you over here and this is God over here. And your sin is between you and God. And you can't get to God because of your sin. So Jesus came and he died on the cross and he took that sin away. And so now it's like this. But it's still not the way it's supposed to be because he wants you to come to him and ask him to be your savior the sin is gone but you still have to come to him and ask him and i hope you do that well why don't you guys go ahead and sit back down with your parents and i'm going to talk to A new challenge this week with uh, having to use a microphone on a stand. Uh, I, uh, I just want to talk with you guys just briefly. Uh, my question first off is, what's our takeaway for the adults here today? What's our takeaway for the story that I just told? Uh, is it convert your tax man and maybe you'll get a better deduction? Yep. No? <laughs> yeah, if only it worked that way, right? But really, the same is true for you as for them, and that is Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. And and he intends to do that, whether it's people that you care about or not. Uh, We don't always like the people we meet. We may disagree with them politically or whatever, but we still have an obligation to them. We have a message to bring to the lost world around us, and it outweighs any and every other consideration. Our sins separate us from God, Jesus took those sins away, and we invite people to come to him for salvation. And it's a clear message, and our instructions are simple. Our instructions are simple. We're to take the message to the lost using every means possible. Prayer, friendship, good examples, good deeds, by our words, and by sending missionaries. But there's something else I want to say, and it's not so much related to, to the story that I told the kids, but to the fact that I told them that story. So we're highlighting two ministries here today for kids, Awana and Little Lamb, but there are other things that we do, and it's all about reaching those kids. And so I want to put a text up on here, I'm going to be very brief with this, Uh, it's a very familiar text to you, and um, it's out of uh, uh, Luke. And I'm going to read it to begin with. It says, But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And again, I'm going to be brief, and I'm going to run through it. But God's kingdom is for children. It belongs to them, according to this passage. And we have to become like them if we are going to enter it. And so in a sense... All children are primed and ready. We just have to help them to get there. So our VBS program, Little Lamb, Awana, IBTs, Children's Church, Sunday School, it's all for the kids because the kingdom belongs to them. And, and in this passage, we're also warned that we're not to get in their way. We're not to hinder them. And I don't know about you, but when I read that, I wonder, in what ways can I hinder a kid my kids from coming to know Christ. I'll tell you this, the most powerful way we can hinder them is by not living the faith ourselves. But But it's more than that. You see, if you have children in your home, or if you're a grandfather or a grandmother, you are a spiritual leader, and God has given you a responsibility. The church is here to help you, but you are the ones who are responsible. Your kids are almost totally dependent on you to help them come to Christ. And part of that, part of that is to put them in places where they can. And if you're not doing that, then you are in some ways hindering them. I have to tell you something. I'm not a legalist. I, I've been down that path, and it, it leads to a dark end. And I can't judge you. I won't judge you. I don't know what your family situation is. I don't know the kinds of things that you are up against. I don't know exactly how God is working in your life. It's not my judge, uh, job to judge, I think, the best of you. I don't know how I can do otherwise. I, I love you, and if you may not understand how that can be true, but it absolutely is true. My job is to remind you of your responsibility. There are things which will benefit your kids in the short run, and there are things that are a matter for eternity. And when those things conflict, you have to choose. You have to do it. Your children cannot do it. You have to make the decision for them. And that's a big responsibility. And when you find yourself in that situation, you need to seek God. And if you're in your particular situation, feel that if you need to miss some church activity because you believe it will affect your children spiritually in a positive way. I'm not going to judge you about that. But I have to tell you something. You need to make it up somehow to those kids. Uh, if they miss a Sunday worship, you need to find a church that evening that has an evening worship. They need to understand that missing church is the exception and not the rule. I have to tell you, I deplore these Sunday leagues. I think they send the wrong message to everybody, the entire culture. But whatever you do, don't teach your children that God takes second place. Put him first, however you make that happen. Don't get in their way, they are primed and prepped for the kingdom of God. And finally, Jesus says, you must let the little children come to him. Uh, It's interesting the way he said it. You can't push them into the kingdom. You can't drag them into the kingdom. If we could, that's exactly what we do because it's just so important, but it doesn't work that way. They have to come because they want to. But it's more than just getting out of the way and not hindering. I try to describe it to people this way our job is opening doors for kids we do that by living the faith we do that by talking with them we do that as we give them opportunities to encounter Christ at Awana or other things like that and most especially we do it when we listen to them we ask them questions we answer their questions and if you listen to them they will tell you by the things they say and the questions they ask where they are spiritually What a wonderful thing when some child says to you, I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to forgive me. I have to tell you something. Kids are never too young for that. Our kids came to Christ before they were four years old. And it stuck with two out of the three anyway, and I think it did with the other one. He's just going through his learning curve. Kids are never too young and listen to them when they start saying how can I be forgiven or, or "Or why did Jesus have to die all of those questions show where they are spiritually and if you trust God he'll guide you and he'll guide them I will tell you something if you don't know it it's funny how long some people are Christians and have children before it dawns on them it was true for me. It was a long time before I realized something. I would have, if you'd have asked me, and said, oh, gosh, yeah. But you know, God loves your children more than you ever could. And if you feel like your kids, about your kids, like I feel about my own, that's an awful lot. And I'm so glad he loves us that way, and he loves my children kids are primed and they're ready. Don't get in their way. Open the doors for them and trust God. And that's where Wana and Little Lamb and VBS and Sunday School and IBTs and Children's Church and that youth group when they get up to that age. It's all about that. Helping kids to enter the kingdom of God. So I didn't tell you a story told you something from the word. I I hope you liked it. But even if you didn't, I hope you'll take it and put it into practice in your life. Your kids need it. Now we're going to take some time now and we're going to have a